Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. After some personal issues boil over, Link and Tori decide to take a brief step back from the lifestyle and refocus on their home life. We take some time to talk through their issues and then discuss their first full swap back. And we're back, still at Disney. Now, a day after our adult Disney day with our friends, Link and Tori. Welcome, guys. Oh, my gosh. What a fun day. It was beautiful. I love it. It was seriously the best day ever. It was awesome. Welcome, welcome. If you want adult Disney, adult Disney with your swinger friends. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, we get stuck on a ride. And when, uh, you know, it's dark, a couple of quick kisses, grabbing at each other. It was fun. It's very risque. I loved it. It's good time. I'm like, were you guys fooling around on the rides? Yeah, we did Maybe. a few times. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't even ask. <laughs> we, we typically don't kiss and tell. Oh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So our Disney trip was planned very spur of the moment. It was. It came the day after you guys came to us with some news. We did. So let's rewind about a month mm-hmm. and go back to the text message that you sent us saying that you guys were bouncing out of the lifestyle. Bouncing. <laughs> I was a little rash when I sent it. I was very emotional when I sent the text out. Very much so. Right. I might have overreacted a little bit. And on my on our profile on the club that we attend, I just like deleted everything and put up this message. And- Should have seen the house. Yeah, I overreacted a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had garbage bags of stuff that was going to the garbage. <laughs> like all your club oh, outfits or yeah. what? what? Yeah, oh, everything. no. My high oh, heels. Yeah. My, yeah. Well, I will say from our perspective, we received the email while we were watching a play. Actually, it was right at intermission. So it was an interesting time because we looked at each other and we we're like, uh oh, what happened? So like then we tried to shoot off a message to you guys trying to check in. And then we're like, but we can't check this until, you know, this play is over. So we were just kind of waiting for it to finish to get back to our phones and, and check in. Oh, I kind of overreacted a little bit. But how it started was we had gone to Halloween at the club. Everything was fine and fun. I mean, I'll admit it. I was addicted to the website and the interactions I was having through the website. I mean, it's just like any other social media outlet. You post something and you get likes and you get comments. And I was. I was completely addicted to it. I was losing perspective of what was important in my life. And we had friends in the vanilla world who kept confronting us over the last few months about being swingers. And we we never said anything. We never said anything. And then we kind of just like brushed it off. But then we happened to be there at our house. The kids were playing. So we were just having adult conversation. And the husband and wife were there. And we were sitting at the table. And they had said, you guys are swingers. We know you are. And we're like, okay, we are. And then they started prodding us 
And they're like, well, do you know about this club? And we're like, how do you guys know about this club? Because so, like, clearly they were interested. Mm-hmm. And so we felt safe to tell them what we were into and what it was all about. And they got excited and they wanted to join the club and they did. And then when they started to see the posts that I was putting out, that flipped a switch to them. It's not that they became judgmental. No. It was just shocking to them yeah. the level that we were in. Right. And then they kind of came at us from a Christian perspective. And then we kind of reevaluated where we were. LinkedIn, like how much the lifestyle was pulling me away from what we originally got into it for. Like I was not focusing on him. I was focusing on everyone else and fulfilling everyone else's fantasies and not fulfilling his fantasies. So I needed that gut check. Link tends to let his emotions kind of bottle up. And then it just came to a head and our friends were confronting us and then we felt guilty. We didn't want to be identified as swingers first. We are Christians, so we understand that it is hypocritical that we attend the club. But we wanted to be like we wanted that to be the first and foremost thing that's important to us not our swinger life. And that's fine for other people that that's all they do and that's how they, but we have tiny humans <laughs> and like, yeah. And we, I lost perspective of being their mother and being a wife first. And I was, yeah, I got addicted to it. It, it is a drug. Addicted and obsessed were two very big things that I kept saying. Because it was every day. It was all the time. It was every waking minute. Like either it was on the site or Mm -hmm. talking to couples or talking to other couples or talking to another couple or a single guy. It's like, what are we doing here? Part of it, too, was we kept meeting people and then it kind of kept falling flat. There'd be build up, build up, build up. And could we meet? Could we meet? And then never meeting. And it was like, it was was kind of exhausting. And just finding where we fit. So this all kind of came to a head and Link and I were having a conversation. And then he was like, that's it. We're done. We're done. That was when I kind of like derailed. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're done. So I started cleaning out the closet (laughs) and firing off text message. Yeah, I overreacted a little bit. But I was mad. I didn't want to be done. We just needed to calm down and then... and we needed to reevaluate our priorities. Reevaluate our priorities. And yeah, it took us... I mean, we reached out to a couple that we're close to. We do not play with, but they are in the lifestyle. and But they are also Christians. So we had them come over and just talk to us about where they were and how do they balance the Christian guilt and being swingers and what works for them. and Basically, how do they go to the club and still keep some kind of faith? Getting their perspective. And like they're older than us and we respect them and they were great mentors. And then we had the opportunity to see you guys shortly after and like tell you our story and what we were going through. And I think that's the hard part, too, is you go through this, you have these experiences and then you think you can reach out to somebody and like talk to them. So we're talking to our vanilla friends and they're excited. And then we start unloading on them and they're like, whoa, never mind. Right. That hurt. At one point, they're like, we can't be your friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, these are people that have been in our lives for a few years now and our kids are friends. And I'm like, we didn't want this deep, dark secret to come out. And then sure enough, they judged us for it. But thankfully, we've worked past it and we've talked to them and healed that relationship. And then we've had time to talk to other couples and kind of reset our boundaries. Part of our problem, too, was we've been actively going to the club a year and a half and we just dove in head first and like kept looking for that next high and it never happened i wouldn't say never happened because there's that's not true yeah there's been a few times where we've had a really really good time Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah but i kept trying to find that next moment Correct. and i would like kept pushing for that i don't think this is uncommon i actually think this is a very common struggle that couples 
accidentally fall into where they get really excited and they want to do all of the things as fast as they can because it's so much fun Mm -hmm. and they're like oh that was fun let's go on and do the next thing or let's push our boundaries and do the next more fun thing Mm -hmm. then before you know it you're like wait what what are we doing it's not fun anymore or somebody's being dragged along and you know and somebody's not happy and then you come back to each other and you're like i don't know why i just did what i did because i'm not having fun and i feel like now i'm forcing it but you're just you're looking for that very first that new relationship energy Mm -hmm. or that Mm -hmm. new experience energy that you had right off the bat when you first got in the lifestyle it's so much fun and now like i want the next thing i want the next best thing i mean almost like a drug right so Mm -hmm. but we see it we see it a lot i know i dealt with that whole portion of there was fighting my past being raised Catholic and trying to decide where my morals actually lie versus what my Catholic background is telling me finding my balance there and then also fighting the urge to like look for the next best thing constantly so you kind of have these two worlds colliding it's a balance and sometimes you have to take a step back sometimes you have to be like wait hang on a minute this isn't right so we're losing sight of something this is not a just you thing i think we see it quite frequently actually let's walk through your process you said okay we're done you say all right we're done grabbed all your stuff threw it in a garbage bag sent out text messages to everybody changed your profile to say we're out i I told him if he ever wanted to be out we're out and we're out so we're out Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i wrote (laughs) we actually had plans to go to a concert Mm -hmm. and you said can't do it be too tempting not going to do it two days later (laughs) you guys you're so awesome to stick with us through all this (laughs) Two days later, you send us a text saying, hey, you know, if you still have those tickets, we may be able to find a babysitter again. Let me know. As she said, we've seen this before. I kind of had a feeling, let the fire yeah, burn out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, we can still go anywhere as friends. And happy to have a vanilla night no matter what with anybody, vanilla or non-vanilla. Yes, we can still go to this concert. I didn't ask anybody even. So yes, we still have the tickets. You say, great. You find a sitter. Two days later, you guys come over. Mm-hmm. We sit down. I desperately wanted to pull up the mics and have this talk when it was fresh. Nessa gave me a hard no on that. <laughs> it's better to do it in Disney. It's way more, it's it's way, way, a lot more fun. way more magical. Way more fun. <laughs> I felt that it was too fresh. I felt you were still in the midst we of were. figuring things out. Yes. And I like now having more perspective for you guys to have more perspective and to be able to kind of look back and say, okay, these are the things that we're doing. This is what's working or this is what's not working. Just have a longer time perspective. Yeah. Cause we things. still hadn't set up our new boundaries, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, and that was a big part of our conversation where we were talking to you guys or kind of almost talking through it. We she sat there at the restaurant. Being uh, a little bit facetious, but no, <laughs> it was, it was important to us cause you were putting us in situations that we never thought of being in as we sat at the apartment waiting for our tail to be ready you guys addressed the elephant in the room and said okay here's what happened gave us the full rundown mm-hmm. i said okay great where do you stand now i'm like we were still kind of different we were still trying to figure it out and we were trying to realign our boundaries i remember when we first joined the club i said i am not interested in having sex with other people that was my hard line that i did not want to cross obviously we went completely way beyond anything like that but i think it's kind of where we were that night where we're like you know we enjoy the swinger life the, the we enjoy the the swinger 
atmosphere. We enjoy mm-hmm. the club. We have a great time when we're there. We always have fun. We even talked today. We really enjoy the club, but the few times we've gone to a room and played, and I can remember very vividly, we went and we played with a couple, had a pretty good time, but the whole time we were kind of thinking like, what's going on out there? What are our, fr- <laughs> what are our friends Where's doing our, over are, there? Yeah. Like, we were having we have good like, conversations. We like FOMO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, well, I wish we were, why, 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 I wish we were there, not here. So I almost feel like, let's just go to the club, mm-hmm. have a good time, set a curfew, because if you leave at three o'clock in the morning with tiny humans, the next day is just We're worthless. Yeah. So, you know, have a decent curfew, go home, ravage each other, go to bed, and then you're, you know, you don't waste the next day. Mm-hmm. That was always the hardest part for me. But I think it's where we were that night. We were just like, no, we're not having sex with other people. Like, we're done. Well, the comment you made was you were good with everything that happened at Halloween. Correct. And then I started breaking down each of the little scenarios between the touching, the making out, the grinding, you name it. And mm-hmm. you were, yes, oh, wait, no, oh, nope, not that. Not. And it was good watching you go through the different possible scenarios and kind of level where you think things are. And it was even more fun watching you, Tori, going... <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on. But that's I didn't think that was that bad. And <laughs> right. it, it was it was clear you two weren't on the same page yet and we're still Correct. working through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which God this sucks. Now so you were hundred percent right. Probably not the best time to record that. <laughs> I'm so it, happy it was. this is recorded. He I just know. Admitted. It's it's and I'll even I won't even edit it out. It'll be fun. And <laughs> rewind it and like keep that recording in my phone. Nessa <laughs> <laughs> <Nessa> was right. <laughs> but if you know my wife if you know our dynamic, our relationship, a lot of times we're not on the same page anyways because she kind of wants, she does what she wants to do and when she wants to do it, how she wants to do it. It doesn't really care about anybody I said, else. I do care. Ah, not really. I care. Not just, really. Everyone it runs come in along, the family. Everyone come along for the ride. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. So a lot of times I have to like rein her in like, okay, whoa, you're going way too far. And like, that's what I love. We need to come back. And that's what I love about you. Right. We are each other's yin and yang for sure. Right. So let's go through your process in that month from <laughs> we're out to where you're at now. Link, how did you work through each of these things? Well, I mean, I have a tendency to bottle things up and then they eventually explode. And a lot of times I go, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm emotional. I'm a very analytical, logical person where it's going to be calculated. I also have to deal with the repercussions of her. So <laughs> it, it never goes the way I want it to go. So we, we, you know, we had the conversation. I watched her throw everything out. I actually helped her throw everything out. <laughs> Because at that point in time, I knew she was completely irrational, so there was no there was no fighting it. It was just like, I'll help you. Let's go. Get some boxes. Let's do this. It just takes time for her to process those things. She processed those things. We processed those things. I wanted to get back to my roots where I wanted to be with who and how and when the people that I wanted to have sex with. Originally, it was like, I don't want to have sex with other people. And that's kind of where I was. And it took about a week for me to be like, you know what? I feel good about this, where I can still have my faith. I can still have my devotional time and not feel like... I'm cheating. Convicted? Yeah. I'm not overly convicted. And that was the hardest part about going to the club and, you know, going the, the ground that we were on. It was just, we were living, I was, I was living a lie and I couldn't do it anymore. I don't really know how we process it. We had the ability to talk to you guys and talk through it right. in the beginning and then talking to our other couple who are Christians 
and having their perspective. I have a friend that I was texting with. He's an older gentleman that has been in and out of the lifestyle for a while. We call him Denver Daddy. But I never actually played with him. But I mean, he's an incredible mind fuck. Like he's a great <laughs> sexter. Yeah. And like, so Link likes to play with him at night. And yeah. And he really helped us and like giving us that third party perspective. And I was sharing all the text messages that I was getting from Daddy Denver with Link. And he was like, yeah, he makes a lot of points. I mean, there's a lot going on in our lives personally right now. We have a lot of transitions. And so there was a lot of stress. I had to take a step back. But I mean, I'm grateful that I did send out those texts because I mean, I, I kept trying to build all these different friendships and build all these different friendships. And then I was exhausted. What was the responses that you got from sending out the texts that you were kind of done? Everyone in the lifestyle was incredibly supportive. And they're like, absolutely work on your marriage. You still want to be friends, vanilla friends. We'll do that. And it was funny, the few people that reached out to me on the website, they were like, oh, bummer. I really wanted to fuck you. I was like, you know what? I'm not mad about that. <laughs> I was like, duly noted. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, some people that we never even played with that we just met as acquaintances were so supportive and so genuine on the website and messaged us and, you know, work through it. It took us a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. but it was nice to just shut that out. But I think that was part of of my processing was getting her back to square one, getting her back to her priorities. Like we're done with the social media. We're done with this. One of my biggest pet peeves at, at our house at home is being present with our children being present in our marriage. Uh, I felt like a lot of days I would go to work, I would come home, it'd be five o'clock. Okay, I had them all day, you get to have them. And then she would just disappear either to the bedroom or her office or sit on the couch and just play on her phone all the entire time. And I'm like, this isn't what we signed up for. This is not what I want. Because I just got done working. I think getting through that and seeing that change really helped. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy hearing that, but it was true. Well, I will say, and this is a good thing, you're much worse at texting now than you used to be. So I would say, I'll send you a text and I I am now aware that I don't have to sit there waiting for that response. And I know I can send the text and go on with my day until I get the response. So yes, you're definitely doing something different. So that's good. Yes. I'm not going to use this as an excuse, but I'm a little younger than Link is. And so I had my first phone at 16. I've had a phone ever since. And so I fall into that millennial trap of being addicted to my phone, yeah. pulling away from it and having perspective. It's yeah, it's hard. And I know a lot of people struggle with it. Actually, what helped is I turned off the notifications from the website and all my other social media when I'm bored and I have a minute, I'll go on the website and I'll check out to see if anyone messaged me, but I don't feel that like instant need to respond. Not posting constantly and... and But but we really needed to change how we were identifying ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like going to the club is, I mean, it's always fun. So we've reset our boundaries where we go on a date and we go to the club. It's a sexy environment. It's awesome. I like dressing up. I like wearing the things that I get to wear there because you can't really wear them anywhere else without being judged. I enjoy you wearing the things that you wear there. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You feel sexy there. Being surrounded by other people that are... And I think that's important in a marriage. That's important in any kind of relationship Mm -hmm. is to feel your best. We're still hypersexual people. Like that has not changed. Not at all. (laughs) Talking to anyone else, it's always, oh, wow, you guys are like nymphomaniacs or whatever. All you you guys always do is talk about sex. I'm like, yeah, because it's good and it's fun. fun. And and the club is like the only place we feel that we could just openly talk about it. So, yeah, we're going to continue to go to the club, but we will not be there past one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So one's the cutoff, Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. 
I was shooting for 12. I was going to say, <laughs> I was waiting to see. I was waiting for the 12. I was like, one is a lot, but okay. And this is kind of where I was going, actually, because through this month, you had been updating me. Oh, here are our rules. Yeah. Oh, here are our and rules. And you're like, stop updating me. We're going to keep changing. And after the third time it changed, I said, let us know day of whatever it is that day, and we'll work with that. But at one point, it was, okay, we'll go to the, we can still go to the club. Mm-hmm. And then it became, okay, we go to the club until midnight. So this new 1 a.m. Well, I mean, this, this goes back to what I've said before. She has her own agenda. She will do what she wants. I know what I want to do in my mind. And whenever she gets to the point of like letting me get there is when we'll get there. I mean, you're usually up till two o'clock in the morning anyways. Irrelevant. there's something so much more comfortable about being in your own bed so if we're gonna have sex with each other let's just get hyped up by the environment talk to people feel sexy and go home and ravage each other and not get home at 3 30 in the morning be like hey we're gonna have some sex and you're up till four (laughs) well then we're just exhausted and And then then the next day you're exhausted and you don't do well when you're tired you sleep all day also true then i'm stuck with the kids stuck with them oh you poor thing that's what it that's what it turns into (laughs) we go to the club and it's like you are wrecked for two or three days I need my beauty sleep. Sleeping beauty over here. Cinderella. <laughs> this combination. Yes, see see say, how we just linked I, Disney back into this? Full circle, everyone. And, and our club it. weekends are the weekends that we don't have the kids. So she can sleep until one, two, three, right. four o'clock on a Sunday now. Oh, recharge. Okay. <laughs> She'll, yeah. she'll sleep in till 11. And then when we get home from church, she goes back to bed until about five or six. And then she gets up, might eat us a little something and goes back to bed until Monday. It's a gift. It's a <laughs> well played. Mm. So with all that said, where are you guys now? Where are we now? We are yeah. we now? I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think I ha- our, our, I have them our, written out. our relationship is good. Our marriage is good. I think we've kind of, you know, through this vacation, I've done some soul searching, kind of where we are at, where we need to be, where I want to be. I don't know. I feel like the lifestyle for me is just kind of a, it's kind of a hobby, not a hobby per se, but it's just kind of like just something that we do occasionally on the side. On the side, right. It's not our life. I don't want it to define who I am. I don't want to be obsessed with it. Well, I mean, I never was. I don't want my wife to be obsessed with it. I don't want her to be overindulging in anything and everything she can get her hands on. So it's hard for me to keep her locked in place. Yeah, I know. So our number one new rule is prioritizing my time. 100%. If I have downtime, I can check the website. I can post on the website. I was obsessed. No more being overly active on the site. Right. No more obsessing over the comments. Finding new friendships is fun. That new relationship energy is fun. But it's exhausting for him, especially when it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> Like, and I would say most, like, I put so much energy into this and then like nothing ever comes to fruition. But the constant back and forth with people, like we're definitely cutting that way back. We did have a couple that we met and we never played with them. But from the beginning, they were upfront and honest. We don't play a lot on the side. Uh, we both work. And like they kind of set up all these expectations for us. And I was like, you know what? I think that's what we need to just let everyone know where we're at from the very beginning. Like, and they don't play during the week. They play on the weekends when their kids are gone. We're just like newborns in this, <laughs> like <laughs> figuring it out. And we're like, oh, that's why they kind of set us up. And we're yeah. like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And we're like, I don't know. That makes sense now. Because I could see where a lot of people would get like hurt feelings when they're not responsive or, you know, the occasional sexy picture back and forth is fun, but they're not endlessly messaging us. And that's kind of where we want to be at. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a sexy photo, I send it off, like, hey, give me attention. Which would be every day for you. That's true. But (laughs) the endless back and forth. To me, it's a fun way to shut off my mom brain. 
And for mothers out there, understand that. I totally understand that. I think that there are times when you've been with and amongst your children for so long or doing so many things that are geared towards them that there feels like there needs to be a time where you get to have a moment. And even if it means scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Mm -hmm. the site for our club, it's something that takes you away from that homework or whatever you're focused on in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) I'm past the little, little ones. So we're now into the homework areas. (laughs) It's like, get me out of here. There has to be a time where you can devote something to yourself. And sometimes the easiest outlet is just grabbing your phone and scrolling something. Mm -hmm. That's totally been one of my flaws. As soon as he walks in the door, I'm like, sweet, he'll take care of this. Let me go get lost in TikTok for Mm -hmm. an hour. And then before I know it, it's two. And I'm like, what was I doing for two hours? You'll call me out. I don't think that's a lifestyle thing. I think that's just a life that we live thing. I think that we're constantly looking at the amount that we look into our phones. And we've gone through that same that same argument. Stop looking at your phone. Stop staring at your phone for so long because mm-hmm. bring up the rule. Put your phone away when we're at the dinner table. And for me, my personal rule is that if my kids are awake and in front of me and there's something that we're doing, I don't jump into lifestyle anything. We will be in group texts and he will be texting away in the group. And I'm like, I'm here with my kids. Even if we're watching a TV show, like I still feel like me taking my phone, looking at, and this is learned behavior like because I did it at one point in time I Mm -hmm. was doing it I was responding immediately I was finding it impossible to keep up with all of the lifestyle stuff and maintain a relationship with my kids G will complain to me on occasion where I don't respond to enough of our group texts and that they don't know that I exist and I'm like well I don't care that's how yes that's where because what I care about exactly is what's in front of me if they can't wait a couple hours until my kids go to bed and I can then respond or respond the next day, whatever it is, or maybe even not respond at all, then I don't care. It is not my number one priority. I have learned to take what's in front of me, especially when it comes to my children, as being that's my priority and that's I'm not going to pick up my phone for that. Now, I will pick it up for other shit. So I need to <laughs> and obviously like there's some balance. Lies, yes. is you'll be on your phone, the text will come in and you just keep scrolling through Facebook and I'm like, Wait. <laughs> Come on. But it just, just depends. 10 seconds to show you exist right but here. The, but, <laughs> but the problem, and I can completely understand it because that's exactly where I'm at. Oh, yeah, you just got a text message and you get in all these group chats and you have all these people texting you and can't you respond? That one response isn't just one response. No. It, that one right. response leads into about an hour of a conversation right. that I don't really, when I'd rather just sit here and just either watch football with my boys, they're only going to be this age once. Yep. Mm-hmm. Been there, yeah. but. The site just gives you that. It, it releases the endorphins and yeah, make you feel good. It does. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's a drug. Yeah, it it's a drug. It's yeah, absolutely, yeah. It makes me feel pretty. <laughs> so it's just cutting it back. Correct. Everything in proportion, and I had lost sight of the proportions. So moderation. Everything in moderation. Mo- yeah. Thank you. So number three was we are going on a date as once a month. Right. We're getting a sitter. We're going on a date. Still need to focus on us. We go to the club or we not go to the club. What it doesn't matter. But when we go to the club, we'll come up with a curfew the day of depending on what we have the next day and we don't really want to play with anyone at the club we just want to be there and enjoy it maybe we put on a show maybe not but it's it's just us at the club 
just be there and meet people and feel sexy. And Correct. Uh, yeah, we just don't necessarily want to play at the club. I'm sure there might be an opportunity where somebody might show up and, I don't know, we, get, <laughs> we start thinking with our genitalia. <laughs> and we're like, ah, yeah, we'll play. But no, we're not actively seeking Players? playmates yeah, exactly. to play at the club. Correct. Number four, the people that we've already met and played with and have already grown relationships with. We have some single guys that we enjoy playing with, some couples that we've enjoyed playing with. We've vetted them. That's okay. We, we'll need, to, we need to be much more selective. I think that was part of it. You got obsessed with meeting new people and uh, yeah, and then, then as many people as you can get. Yeah, then you kind of feel like a whore. Yep. <laughs> like not that that's I mean, that is not a bad thing. Not at all. But right, but it's like <laughs> all right. I need to like not, not be more selective because everyone we played with was lovely. Lovely. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, we didn't. We hadn't had a bad experience. Never. It was just constant. Mm-hmm. We just needed to rain the back. The obsession was just absurd. The back and forth, back and forth, and then okay, that's where we're at now. So what have you set in place for when it does build and build and build and get back there? I mean, he'll just gut check me. He'll, be, he'll just tell me straight to my face, put your phone away. Yep. And I've done that a few times, even this week. We're done. Like, you put your phone away. Yeah. And, and it's not that I can't fall back into it because it is an addiction. Correct. To step away from it wasn't hard. I was going to say, with the moderation, do you find you're enjoying it more? Oh, yeah. Because it makes the time that we do have with our swinger friends way more special. The impromptu Disney trips are... Way better. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was oh, crazy. You guys are crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, you want we're going to be in Disney and we happen to have an Annie with us. <laughs> and the fact that you said yes to planning a yeah. quick trip that I appreciate you. Going to the park is a blast. It was so fun. But after the park. <laughs> okay. Link and I were exhausted. <laughs> G- we, we trekked like 12 miles. 12.5. <laughs> yes. We park topped. Three parks. Three three parks. And Link and I never done three parks. We've and only it was done always, I, it's hard to say fantasy in this kind of like context, but it was always a fantasy for me. And I've always said that. So there's many times where I think it was last year or the year before we went to Disney. And I remember coming home from Buffalo and like, I want to plan something. This was early December. I'm like, I want to go to Disney, just the two of us. I'm going to go down on a Friday night, all day Disney on Saturday. Let's park hop and do all the things that we want to do, all the different rides mm-hmm. and then go home Sunday. And then what does this one say? Well, I can't do Disney without my kids. I'm like, ah. Oh. So you like ruined right. the entire so we plan. Still, we had adult Disney yesterday and then we're still going to bring our kids uh, in a couple of days. So having done adult Disney without the kids. Oh, which which so was it, that was my dream. Like to yeah. just like go there and do everything. Go to the different parks. I mean, it's a ton. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. It I want to do it again. Yeah, we're ready. Like we're going to be here still. We're going to do it tomorrow. Let's do it. <laughs> and we're getting on a plane shortly, so yes. no, we're not. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we're definitely going to do it again. It was. Oh, for sure. It was so much fun to just go and taught us all the different snacks around all the different parks <laughs> that we never even tried. And I had gone to Disney. Like I couldn't even tell you how many times I've been to the parks. The I, bacon on a stick. I was had amazing. never tried bacon on a stick. It was so good. <laughs> Who knew? It was so much fun. But yeah, so we go back to your place. You are our first full swap because while we have played at Disney before, well, well actually, have. while you have not. G has played at Disney before, I have not. You couldn't play that night because you weren't feeling well. And yep. I think that was a nice combination of tired and just yes between the food and all that. So oh, well, it was yes. nice to shower. The shower was great. Uh, yes, yes, showering with you shower was very did, nice. Shower did yes. revive yeah, some energy. It did. it did bring in some, yes, for me too. Yeah, I G, that. G and I were out on the couch and then like we were just kind of listening. Are they just talking in there? 
<laughs> and then we started hearing the slaps and the spanks and the oh, moans. Great ass. And then <laughs> we're <laughs> like, okay, now it's happening. Oh yeah. And that, yeah. Well, and Link has some um, very nice back muscles, which I didn't know that I was attracted to until that <laughs> moment. I was like, whoa, you have muscles on your like spine. Like this is weird. I call it his back cleavage. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite. It's hot. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, your back cleavage is hot. <laughs> so yeah, then G and I got in the shower, and that was sexy. I remember. Yep. Yeah, can confirm. Yeah, I was yes. a little aggressive. I apologize. I, the nails were a new thing for me. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I was. Just... It, it hit the back, and I was like, "Okay, that'll leave a mark." And then, and I... then you hit the front, and then looked down and said, "Oh shit, I left a mark." Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> and "Oh I my said, god, well, you should see my back." So and sorry. Went, okay, that's enough of that. I mean, yeah, I'm like, "Oh, I, I was just, I yeah, I had a lot of pent up. It was a little aggression, yeah. and I was like." And then I could hear Nessa and Link in the bedroom, and I was like, we're missing out. (laughs) We saw the feet. That was it. I I was pretty confident because we left all the doors open that from the shower, we would have that right angle, but the angle only gave us your feet. Oh, we should have moved. We were trying. No, actually, where we were, I was totally wrong. I stood in the bedroom and said, oh, I can see the shower, so I'll be able to see the bed from here, but we could Mm -hmm. never have seen the bed. I still think the noises were the same. Oh, it It was was fantastic. So sexy. Oh Agreed. yeah, like just hearing you guys in the shower got me hot, and I was like, and then we started making it on the couch. G and I make it on the couch. So then we got in the shower. Then hearing you guys in the bedroom, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then oh, we were close. It was it was so hot. It was a very well connected play yeah. session for sure. Yeah, it was yes. yeah, it was. And I think that's exactly what we, what we like. Yeah, we that's what we've always enjoyed. Like we've tried, we've been with other couples throughout our time. It's always kind of weird when like the one goes off or the other goes off. We've had a lot of good times where four people in a bed just touching each other. Yeah, yeah. those are always the best times. Mm-hmm. And if the, it was a bigger shower, I would have said all four of us in the shower, but I knew it was going to be tight no with the one, one yeah. head. So. <laughs> yeah, with the one head. Yeah, I mean, we could play. Do you guys have dual shower heads? We have a perfect shower at home, so don't worry. Yeah, we can figure we, that out. We have dual shower heads at home as well, so yeah, we'll plan that out a little better. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, so that was. I our love a good shower. First, though. since we decided to leave the lifestyle, you guys were our first full swap. So right. we were. I mean, we were reluctant, a little nervous how we were going to feel, and nope, just as sexy. Oh, yeah. Just. So was there like talk through? Was there anything that happened after that that you guys had to kind of reprocess or check in on? No. How'd you? No. Other than we were exhausted from <laughs> G making us walk 13 miles in Disney. I ge- I said, you give me a list and I made your list happen. That was it all was, I had to it, do. It was seriously. It Don't was blame the me. best Disney day ever. It was, uh, it, but it was yes. just, yeah. It took every last bit of energy out of Correct. me to fuck like that. <laughs> But that is why I agree to Adult Disney any day. I mean, I think when you guys brought up the idea and he said, we didn't have the kids that weekend, I said, yeah, uh, I will Adult Disney any day. When the kids are in tow, that Disney becomes a whole other experience. But are we saying that we need to have a, we get there Friday, we go have some dinner, we have a little fun. The next day we Disney, pass out, and then wake up in the morning. I love this idea. Yeah. Make it happen, G. When are we doing that? Yeah. One of the things you find most enjoyable in life is showing Disney to people in a way that either impresses them because they've been so many times and they've never done it your way Mm -hmm. or showing Disney to people for the first time Yes, and showing them how you do it your way. Yes. This was a blast going to Disney with people who have been a lot and having them go, oh, wow. 
that is a new way to Disney. And then to close the night off with Disney sex? Yes, please. Which is kind of funny because when we set this trip up, this was just as they talked to us about how they were pulling out of the lifestyle and how we were ensuring them that we can be vanilla friends just as well as we can be sexy friends. And they mentioned they were going to Disney. And I was like, all right, adult Disney. And there was not a single moment where I actually thought that we were going to do any sexy time. When we initially set up the trip, I thought, okay, well, they're out, but this is perfect because I love doing Disney all day. And when we're done, because of the way that we do Disney, when we adult Disney, we're beat. It's a long day. It's, a day. it's We're tired and we hit the bed and pretty much fall asleep. Let's start off with just talking about how they told us. Typically, you and Tori text one another mm -hmm. and me and Link text one another. This text came from Tori to both of us in a group message, but Link was not on that group message. No. And it said, hi, we are stepping away from the LS. You both are beautiful, wonderful people. Wish you the best of luck. One minute later, followed with, Link doesn't want to be tempted, so we have to respectfully decline the opportunity to go to the concert. Thank you, though. When you're on the receiving end of a text like that, the immediate reaction is, what happened? Yes. I then promptly texted her, hey, what's going on? She responded back with, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. You texted Link. He responded with, I'm just fine. And it's Tori who's having the difficulty. Pretty much left it at that. Which leads us to her harsh overreaction. <laughs> yes. When somebody is as into it as she is, you're told, okay, I'm taking it all away. We're done. We're not doing this anymore. You said you'll stop if I want you to stop. So I want you to stop. So let's stop. I think part of her was trying to call his bluff going, okay, fine. You want to stop? I'm getting rid of all this stuff then. Right. He fed right into it and said, okay, if that's what you want to do. Let's do that. Let's throw everything away. Fine. Something that we didn't get in this episode that we got that night that we went to the concert with them while they were kind of hashing out everything and still working through all of their difficulties was that Tori had said to us in the sex apartment that night, she said, you've taken me out of this box. And now you're trying to put me back in. And I thought that was really fantastic, like a, a really fantastic way of explaining to Link that while, yes, the rules were that you get to stop whenever I say stop, you also have to know that you've exposed your relationship to something that was something really amazing for Tori and I don't know if Link got the same amount of excitement out of it, but Tori did, and it did something for her. And now to take it away, you have to somehow come to some sort of middle ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just rip it out from underneath her and expect life to just go back to normal. And I think that was part of their struggle that night we went to the concert. And when we initially, when you wanted to record, and I was like, no, I don't think they're quite there yet. You're 100% right. We should not have recorded because I'll tell you right now, that conversation would have been drastically different. Yeah. There were a lot of personal things that happened that while Link and Tori are a very open book, there are some personal things that they have already worked through and didn't want to share on this. They would have shared that night right. and probably would have regretted sharing that. Well, now that they've worked through it and they're past it and they have some perspective, it just seems that some of the things they found were important then are not quite the things they needed to focus on right now. 
one of the things that sparked their issue was telling their vanilla Christian friends. And that really opens up a can of worms when you open that circle of trust. And you have to be very careful with who you're telling, for lack of a better term, a deep, dark secret to. Right. One of our goals through this podcast is to normalize this so it's not a drastically deep, dark secret. The difficulty is that you want to trust those people in your close circles of friends, vanilla or lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You get to a point where you trust them enough and they're asking questions. So in this particular situation, you're thinking, what's the harm? They're asking questions. They know information that already leads us to believe that they know something about the lifestyle. So who are we to hold back and not tell them? And this would typically be a moment of bonding between friends where you're saying you're interested in this and I'm interested in this and we know a little bit about this and we're going to tell you all about it and we're going to share our excitement and then maybe we'll even go do some lifestyle type things together. This would be so much fun. The difficult part for me to hear when they're telling this is that these people are close to you. They're family friends. Their kids play with your kids. These are people who you trusted. When I look at the situation from the outside, I would have easily been in the same boat. I would have easily been, yeah, oh, oh yeah, there's this if club and you can go. If anybody comes to us and says, hey, we think you're in the lifestyle, we're really interested, can you tell us about it? Yeah. There's not one bit of me that's holding back. You're and not I'm holding back. everything I can come up with. Right. I can't think of anybody in my life that I wouldn't give the full rundown to if right. they showed interest. And I think a lot of that ties in with their Christian belief because these friends were friends from church. And now when they came and sat down with us that first night, the Christian guilt thing was a big part of what we discussed. Yes. They seem to have worked through that, but it really sparked a conversation between you and I. Yes. Because number one, I struggle to understand it because I wasn't raised going to church. It wasn't anything that really was in my forefront. Yeah. You kind of had to walk me through it. And I did for the next couple of days. It, it too. was a serious this discussion was, between yeah, us. We kept, because I attended Catholic school from preschool all the way through high school, and there was never really a time in my life where I had a chance to just outright question my beliefs. It was just, that's what it was. That is what we believe. We read the Bible. We follow the Ten Commandments. This is what we do. This is what we believe. And you go to church every Sunday. When I got into the lifestyle, I was still going to church, but I was also questioning what my beliefs really were. And it's hard because there was plenty of time in my youth and even in my young adulthood where I felt that my faith was something that truly got me through some really difficult times. It's hard for me to just say, well, I don't believe any of that anymore or none of that is true because I know that I had a strong faith at one point and I know that that faith meant so much to me and it did something for me. So I can't say that having a faith is a bad thing, but I can say that the Catholic belief system isn't one that I can follow anymore. And it's not because of the lifestyle, but it's because as an adult, I'm looking at things with a different sight, with a different perspective. Nobody is telling me I have to believe this anymore. I don't live with my parents, so they're not making sure I go to church every Sunday. Nothing's forced anymore. This is now my choice on what I believe. It's difficult for me to turn my thoughts around and say, how can you not have some 
sort of moral code drilled into you like it was for me with the Catholic belief. I have a difficult time understanding where your moral compass kind of stops and starts because you don't have a religion to find some basis in that. They're there with right and wrong, but sex doesn't really fall into that category for me. Right. But what it really turned out to be, while all of these things helped add to the fire, what really was happening was Link was bottling up his desire for her to back off and kind of not spend every waking moment on the site, chatting with people, flirting with people, sending pictures, being Tori. And because he held all that in, and knowing him, he probably said, hey, back off. And she's like, okay, yeah. And continue doing it anyway. But he held that in when everything compounded. Mm -hmm. It all just blew up and it was everything. It was a mountain of issues and not just one And instead of just one that, hey, we can work through, it's this whole pile of shit and we're done. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm having a problem with this. And I'm also having a problem with this. And this is also bothering me too. Yeah. I feel I've gone through that myself in the sense that when we overbook ourselves or when we do just like one too many lifestyle things, I get to a point of being overwhelmed. And I'm like, I need to balance my life. It cannot always be lifestyle, 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 lifestyle. It has to be a balance for me because it will drive me crazy. I cannot live in the lifestyle world. That cannot be where I'm at all the time. I have to live my life and sprinkle in the lifestyle where it best fits. And our challenge is that 95% of our friends are lifestyle people. And I'm a person who wants to go to every sporting event, wants to go to every show, wants to go to comedy shows, go out to dinner as much as humanly possible. So when we go out to do things and we have four tickets to things, there's a 95% chance that it's a lifestyle couple that is coming It's going to be joining us. Yes. You don't want to throw it out there like, hey, this is just going to be a vanilla night because who knows, things might be flirting to a point and, oh, well, we've already said we're not doing anything tonight. So uh, this is weird. So you don't want to call that out specifically. But at the same time, my desire is just to go to the event and have fun. I've said it on here a countless number of times. Sex is secondary to me. I enjoy hanging out with the open-minded people. I love the fact that we can flirt openly and hang out. I don't need to go back and have sex at the end of every night. But I understand where you're coming from that, hey, if we have four things scheduled in a week and each night is with a lifestyle couple, you're going to go, eh, somebody's bound to want to play it and it's overwhelming. And it's not a matter of not wanting to play with other couples. It's a matter of being just in the right headspace for that because there are so many couples I absolutely love and adore hanging out with, but I don't want to be hanging out with them on a night where I need that balance, where I need to just not, and I need to be either decompressing at home or reconnecting with you, any number of other things that would help balance me out. And if we hang out with them on an off night and I give them the impression that maybe I don't like them or maybe I'm not interested in them, then that breaks my heart too, because I don't want them to feel that way, especially if it's somebody we really like, you know, and then I don't want to turn them away for sex or playtime either, because what if the night's going really fantastically and we're just flirting and, and it all leads to that. But I'm in a space where, sure, it led to that. The sex was great. But now I'm in the negative in my balance and I need to now just turn everything off and clock out for a while before I can come back because I've, I've done too much. 
she talks about having to reevaluate their priorities. And this is not something that you have to do when you're going through the struggles of figuring out if you want to be in the lifestyle, if you don't. This is something people do all the time. Mm-hmm. We've had plenty of times, in fact, just as I was talking about how I've learned that I can't be overwhelmed. I have to figure out a good balance of lifestyle type interactions to regular normal life type things for myself. I'm not the type of person who can just do lifestyle things all day long, every day and just be okay. I, I need some balance. And that's something we've reevaluated on multiple occasions mm-hmm. where when we thought we were doing a good balance, it still wasn't a good balance for me. Or when we knew it wasn't a good balance and we still kind of push through. Constantly having to look at our own reactions to things and how things are affecting us and how different seasons in our lives work differently than other seasons and having to always reevaluate, touch base again, have that conversation. Reevaluating your priorities is just touching base. It's something that you should always do. It, It will clear a lot of your problems. And if you look back at the reasons for why you're doing this, that's going to keep you on track for where those priorities stand. Because are we getting the same thing out of this that was the reason for why we do this in the first place? If we're just forcing this, what's the point? If we're enjoying this, if this is enhancing our relationship, building our relationship bond or making us feel sexier, you know, giving us any kind of benefit that we initially got out of it. If it's doing all those things, then we're on the right track. If it's not doing those things, then what got us off track? What are we doing that's not meeting our needs and reevaluate and aim better the next time? And a helpful way to do that is to talk to other people that have gone through similar situations as you. Yes. I know it seems weird to, hey, we're thinking about getting out of the lifestyle. Let's talk to people that are in the lifestyle. (laughs) Obviously, they're going to have the pro-lifestyle view. Not necessarily. I believe that some lifestyle people will have a better perspective on telling you whether or not you should stay in the lifestyle or get out based on what you're dealing with. If you have friends that have been in the lifestyle for a long time, they've likely seen a lot of relationships go through the normal ups and downs. And they can tell you, oh yes, absolutely, that's normal. I see this quite a bit. People go through this phase and then they reevaluate their priorities and then they're back. Or, ooh, that's not normal. Maybe you guys need to really take some time off and figure things out. And then if you think that this is for you, maybe try again later on when this isn't an issue anymore. I feel like lifestyle people, well, yes, they may be pro-lifestyle. I think they're going to be the most honest people you can talk to Mm -hmm. when you're struggling. I agree. Another one of the things that they brought up was chasing the next lifestyle high. Yes. The vast majority of people's first experience is an amazing, oh, I can't believe we did this. A, it wasn't horribly scary, awful. The earth didn't come to a screeching halt. I wasn't struck by lightning. It was just a really fun time. Mm -hmm. When's the next time we can have that really fun time? And the next time may have been just as fun, might not have been as fun because, well, all the newness isn't there. And then it's like, oh, well, why wasn't that just as fun as the first time? Why wasn't that more fun than the first time? Well, must have been the wrong person. Let's try somebody else. Mm -hmm. 
and you just keep chasing that very first time high. That is where I feel the challenge of being in the lifestyle just for sex is going to destroy it because your next high isn't going to come from that next sexual experience. It's going to come from that next personal interaction where you find that couple that you click with perfectly, where there's somebody in that couple that, oh my God, you're my twin. Hey, look, I just found this person who loves Disney just as much as I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so much fun. We have something to talk about. We can bond and grow that way. The sexual experiences eventually are just going to be sex again. And now instead of just sex with your partner, it's sex with somebody else while your partner is there having sex with somebody else. And I know that sounds crazy to go, eh, that's not that big of a deal, but eventually it becomes not that big of a deal. And eventually a 10-person puppy pile may become not that big of a deal. (laughs) You may even hear yourself going, oh, only 10 people? (laughs) And it's just... If you're chasing the next sexual high, you're going to fall flat. In those beginning phases where, in their case, Link said, I have no interest in sleeping with anybody else. But then here they are and they're doing full swaps pretty quickly after they got into the lifestyle. And I don't know if that's a pressure, a peer pressure type of thing or a, well, we're here, let's do it kind of thing. Or it just felt like the right next step. But I think a big part of those beginning phases is that you don't have to be in a rush to do more. Mm -hmm. If your rules started off as we're not sleeping with anybody else, we're just going to go and put on a show or we're just going to go and watch or we're just going to be soft swap or whatever your rules are, it's great to want to do the next thing. But there's no rush to get there because if this is something you are going to continue to do, it'll be there. It'll be there the next time you go. You can have sex with the next couple that comes along. You can, you know what I mean? There's no need to check every box immediately within, you know, that first month you've gotten into the lifestyle. And that is that quick burnout that people go through immediately because they're trying to do all of the things. Well, we've had a full swap now. Let's do the play alone thing. Let's record ourselves. You know, you're trying to check all these boxes and do all of the things when you're not even giving yourself time time to digest the first thing you did and just enjoy that first time. We just got a message from a couple on the site who happened to find out about our podcast. She was very clear. They've been in the lifestyle for more than six months now and they haven't quite gotten to full swap yet. She's just not ready for it yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's enjoying the things that they're doing with the soft swap and the girl-girl play. Mm -hmm. And she knows at some point they will full swap. And when they're ready, they will. And I would love to actually talk to them and have them go through that thought process of, you know, no, we don't need to rush through all this. Yeah. Because a lot of couples do. They get in and go, okay, what's next? Check, got it. Check, next, check, good. And then all of a sudden, hey, we've checked everything on the list. Uh, Now what do we do? Right. How do I get more fun out of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we find friendships in the lifestyle to be more fulfilling than necessarily having sex with the couples that we meet. We very much enjoy the company of so many lifestyle people. And it's basically because we can be ourselves. We can talk about whatever we like. We can talk about what we did last weekend. We don't have to feel like we're restraining ourselves And uh, when Tori sent that text, it it's almost heartbreaking to think that they felt that we were the type of people that only wanted to be their friends if sex was involved. 
we do a good job typically in our friendships within the lifestyle of making it very clear that we very much enjoy people's company and we very much enjoy hanging out and doing vanilla world type things. And then if it becomes sexy later on, or if we want to do sexy things, that's a possibility as well. But that's always the secondary part of hanging out with people. And when we got that text, it, you know, you kind of think, oh, I guess they didn't think of us as friends. They just thought of us as lifestyle people. In their defense, the first thing that she said after that was, we don't know if we can handle the temptation. Right. Which screams, we don't want to quit, or at least one of us doesn't want to quit. Being around people that we definitely want to do lifestyle things with may be too difficult and too much of a strain, which I can understand. But at the same time, when you build these friendships, the thought of, okay, we're not in the lifestyle anymore, friendships are gone, is a struggle for us. And if I bring it back to the identifying as a swinger part, I don't identify as a swinger and I don't put my lifestyle friends in the box of, oh, I only hang out with them if we're doing lifestyle things or if we're planning on talking about lifestyle stuff. They infiltrate my vanilla life. So why would I discount them if they're no longer in the lifestyle? If I found them to be really nice, amazing person to be a friend with within the lifestyle, then they are very clearly equipped to be my vanilla friend. Right. Which leads me to when she did send that text, how necessary, and I realized there was an, a whole emotional component there. There was a driving emotional component that made her shoot that text off to not only us, but other people that they had become friends with within the lifestyle. But for anybody who's going through some sort of strong emotional reaction to anything lifestyle, I think the, the biggest thing is, ah, put your phone down. Don't send a text just yet. It's not your responsibility to let everybody in the world know what's happening. Even if they are lifestyle people, you wait until kind of the the smoke has cleared and you figure out where you stand. And then if you want, you can tell people, but also you don't have to. She also kind of did like a step-by-step of what their relationship was going through on the website. Uh, right. Now we got this text Sunday. By the time we got together on Wednesday with them, their profile had changed two or three times Mm -hmm. with where they were. Yep. And a big topic of discussion was you don't need to share your process with everyone. Right. Because there are going to be a lot of couples that are going to be completely turned off by that and go, oh, this couple's wishy-washy. They don't know what they're doing. Stay away. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yep. This happens in probably every lifestyle relationship. At some point, they're going to question, what are we doing? Are we doing the right thing? If you put that on your profile as you're going through it, that's when people are going, eh, what's going on here? Right. Are they stable enough to interact with? Right. If you disappear for a week or two or three, people may assume you're busy. Someone might go, eh, where are you? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you just kind of phase out of the website for a little bit, no one's going to come knocking on your door, ringing your doorbell, going, hey, where the hell are you? You weren't on the website this week. Take that time between you and your partner to work through things. If you need help from a couple close friends, by all means, reach out to them. Say, hey, this is what we're going through. If they are as close as they should be, that shouldn't be an issue. They will understand and help you if need be. Right. Allow you to talk through things. Bounce mm-hmm. things off of people that you know that may have gone through similar situations. You don't need to do the global share of what's happening at home. Right. Things are going to continue to change. 
that first initial, we're shutting everything down, unless something drastic happened, is going to cool off and you'll find that middle ground. Just like when you first get into lifestyle, it may be, hey, we're just going to go put on a show. And hey, that was fun. What if we put on a show with a couple next to us? Mm -hmm. That was fun. Maybe we can kind of interact, some, engage some touching. And rules will change and grow and evolve. Just like if something goes wrong, your process through it is going to change. And as you build back trust or as your relationship evolves those things change as well. And that's again, your profile does not have to reflect every single time you change your mind about something. Correct. It should give a good gauge of who you are as a couple and what you're looking for. But even those can be somewhat vague because if you are a couple who's evolving and things are changing, what you wrote last week may change a week from now, but ultimately, you know, you're in this to feel sexy. You're in this to build your own relationship, bond with your partner and, you know, share these sexy things with your partner, turn each other on, that kind of thing. If that's what your profile reflects, that's all it needs to reflect. You don't you don't need to give the step by step. You don't need to get on the chat boards. You don't need to do all that. Honestly, the lifestyle is somewhat of a small world especially when it comes to local clubs and local events, because you see a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. You can inadvertently build a bad name for yourself by doing something like that and acting emotionally right off the bat. Because if somebody's seeing that change every day, wait, yesterday it said they were out. Now they're kind of back in and wait, tomorrow, you know, it does leave a bad taste in people's mouths and they don't want to get involved with that and they will avoid you at all costs. You don't want to build that reputation of yourself, especially if that's not true. Right. So in one month, as we're saying, things change. They went from we're out of the lifestyle to we're probably not playing with someone to, hey, let's go on a sexy Disney trip. (laughs) And we end up having a fantastic day at the parks. Yep. Lots of flirting, lots of Ride swapping, if you will. Yes. Where I rode with Tori, you rode with Link, and walking through the park, maybe holding hands. It was a brand new experience for me. I've never done anything like it. Yep. I had a blast. Mm -hmm. As we're walking back to the hotel, we had talked all day about getting there, showering, playing. But when we talked about it during the day, I don't think we fully realized how tired we were going to be. I knew for a fact. With what we had on the list of things that everybody wanted to do, we were going to be tired. So as we were walking back, all I was thinking is, how do we walk into this room and transition into playtime? Right. And when everybody sat down, I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? What do I do? How do I get Nessa and Link into the shower to get this thing started? Because I knew the longer we sat there, the more and more tired people were going to get. So I finally had to play the let's move the transition along role. I am so happy that we started with the shower thing because that gave you and Link a time to transition from I'm tired to, ooh, let's build the sexy energy, naked, soaping, touching, kissing, and more, while Tori and I are sitting on the couch talking and listening to you guys talking in the shower, waiting, going, all right, when's this going to get... And then once the talking stopped and you could hear little bits of moans and water splashing a little here and there, it's like, okay. They're starting, Tori and I start making it on the couch. And as you guys got out of the shower, we were running off that couch, stripping off our clothes, ready to push you out of the way to get into the shower as you guys were drying off and rushing towards the bed. I really, really, really liked 
the shower thing. I thought that was a super sexy, fun transition. Yes, the shower was the perfect transition to revive some energy and get the sexy back in the room. Now, how can we get more shower fun in future play experiences? Apparently, we have to go to Disney. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quick. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.